0: If he wins, she's his forevermore. This
1: week on the podcast, L.J. Smith's The Forbidden Game.
0: Hello, and welcome to Growing Up Bookish.
1: That's the podcast where we read books from our youth, and we talk about whether they're good now or not.
0: I'm your host, Emma.
1: I'm your other host, Allison, and today we're going to be reading one of my old-time favorites, The Forbidden Game, The Hunter by L.J. Smith. So this book is something that I read probably when I was in junior high, and I remember it being one of the very first romance thriller books that really, I don't know, contributed to my sexual awakening. (laughs) I always feel so stupid when I say that. But lots of people say that about Labyrinth, and this book has a similar feel. And so I got really giddy and excited when I was a young lass reading this book. And I have read it many times since then. And for me, it never gets old. This is Emma's first time reading it.
0: Yes, it is. And I liked what was interesting to me about it is your comparison to Labyrinth about it. That was... Labyrinth was a big one for me growing That's up. That's how I sold her. David Bowie, um, beautiful alien angel in that movie.
1: Perfect. So uh, what were your first impressions when you first looked at the cover? Which, by the way, I have to mention that Emma has the omnibus cover cover where it included all three volumes. We're only reading the first volume to start with, but it's the one from, I think the mid to late 90s is when it was printed. The very first volume was printed in 1994. And the cover art is questionable. (laughs) What do you mean? It's not as good. Let me show you the cover art for the original.
0: No, I loved this cover art.
1: But look at the old cover art. Uh, I love it, it's neon pink. It looks so much more fantastical, I mean, and Julian looks a lot hotter.
0: No, no, Are I you disagree. Kidding? I disagree. No. No, this
1: version I have. I like this version.
0: Fight, he ha- he fight, has... fight, fight. <laughs> yeah. He has longer hair in my version, which I'm a fan of.
1: What did you think it was going to be like just from looking at the cover art?
0: I had no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. All she knew it was has... I said labyrinth. And labyrinth, she like, I'm exactly. There. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I understand who who the main heroine is i understand who the uh the bad guy is Right, Um,
1: but that's about it but that's about it i do i do like the
0: runes on it i'm like okay yes it's mystical magical he's hot i'm in let's go
1: (laughs) all right do us a favor and read the back
0: description prince of shadows he's watched jenny thornton for years his name is julian and he lives in the shadows the youngest of an ancient race From his own dark world, he has seen Jenny's brightness and beauty and for the first time felt a new emotion, love. But Jenny has her own life, her friends, her boyfriend Tom. To capture her, Julian must trap them all, so he draws them into the most forbidden of games, the contest for a human soul, the prize, Jenny's freedom, the stakes all their lives.
1: Dun-dun-dun! For our first episode here, we're going to go through the first half of the book, so chapters one through eight. And, you know, in case it wasn't already obvious, spoiler alert. Yes. (laughs) We are not going to hold back. We're going to tell you everything that happens. So if you don't want to know, listen to it later after you've read it.
0: Yeah, excellent idea.
1: Read the first eight chapters and then come back. Then come back and read with us and we'll we'll talk about what we think. The book kind of starts off uh, on media res, if you will, where Jenny is being followed in the streets by some thuggish looking guys and she it, she makes it clear that she's going to
0: buy a game for her boyfriend Tom's birthday party. Right, which she waited to the last minute right. to plan this whole thing. I, I think mean, she initially had a pool party yeah, in mind. But, but the it weather, got cold. Yeah. The
1: weather made it so she couldn't have a pool party so she has to go scramble to get this game and, and you know she decides to go to the roughest neighborhood That's in town. Ha-
0: that is what I found interesting. It said she went to the bad part of town because she didn't want her friends to see her and I want to know
1: how small this town is that's what I
0: want to know too but I think they live in
1: like SoCal
0: I felt like they live in a bigger city because she also mentioned that there had been riots, and I'm like, wait. yeah, I
1: do. And then she just keeps saying the riots very casually, like, but we don't know anything wait, about them.
0: Yeah, what's the history behind that? <laughs> yeah, How we never How is the find town out. adjusting? I don't. I want to know.
1: We never find out about yeah. the riots. Other than that, they uh, closed down the tower records because of them. Oh
0: yeah, tower records. Tower I records. like that reference.
1: So she gets nervous, of course, because she's getting chased, and finds a hidden door in a mural on the side of the tower records and she hastily goes into the store which is entitled more games which is very convenient because that's what she was looking for (laughs)
0: exactly i (laughs) i I was kind of disappointed with the with the name i feel like he could have come up with something different
1: but obviously when she goes into the store it's not exactly you know the pictionary game she's looking for.
0: No, it's not the Barnes and Noble section game no. section.
1: It's the fancy schmancy like you know chessboards made mm-hmm. out of onyx and stuff like that, and then some weird things. That yeah,
0: she- I would have enjoyed that shop. It kind of yeah. gave me the the feeling of like the bookstore and Neverending Story those those magic shops that I mean, of course, Diagon, like all of Diagon and Alley. But those magic shops that you find in those stories that are, you know, beyond time and space. I would love to find one of those in real life.
1: Chapter two, she enters the store and she makes a lot of comments about how, you know, the light isn't quite right. And Mm -hmm. everything just feels like out of place and, you know, foreshadowing. Yeah, There's also like, and this is so 90s, there's like a mixture (laughs) of like the, she mentions the cyberpunk Cyberpunk
0: words. (laughs) Which I wanted you to talk more on because growing up, we didn't have a personal computer in our in our house it was i used the computer lab at school so i wasn't fully immersed into that world in the 90s
1: you know it's it's funny because i had a computer a home computer and i was super into the internet before everyone else was into it and i'm aging myself but this was like <laughs> you know bulletin board system times where you dial up to a local number sort of thing and i never i the cyberpunk thing is false it was more like nerdy every bulletin board that i went to had like you know pictures of dragons in the front (laughs) it wasn't like you know cyberpunk yeah ride the wave or whatever it wasn't hackers yeah i was about to say oh
0: was it like hackers no i I love that movie
1: no although i did uh buy some like hacker Looking clothing. Oh, that but that was unrelated.
0: <laughs> that movie changed my fashion life forever. Wow. Forever.
1: Some good ones. <laughs> and you know
0: that's one of the reasons why I like this cover with Julian's face on it. I love you the bleach. Look, bl- mm. Well, not necessarily like Johnny Lee Miller in Hackers, but he has the bleach blonde with the dark eyebrow look. See, I find but that's it, more
1: more Hackers than mm,
0: that. The old yeah, cover. I'm looking yeah, at the old yeah. cover. <laughs>
1: I will never agree with you on this. Okay, that's I all right. I hate that
0: cover. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> so we're in the magic shop. The, well, the, the more, more games game shop. Sorry, and, excuse me.
1: And a man comes out and asks if he can help her and she, they go through like a conversation about what she's looking for and he tries to sell her some weird games and he's very like mysterious about it. And she's like, I don't want any of your fancy games. I want like Pictionary or Outburst. (laughs) And she's about to leave because she's like, it's obvious you don't have anything like that. And so she's about to leave and then he brings her back.
0: I see, he said, that kind of game
1: suddenly looking at her sideways he smiled the smile unnerved jenny more than anything yet definitely time to go she thought she didn't care whether the tough guys were still outside thank you she said with automatic politeness and then she turned towards the door
0: mystery he said
1: his voice caught jenny halfway across the room she hesitated in spite of herself what on earth did he mean
0: danger seduction fear
1: Jenny turned back to face him, staring. There was something almost mesmerizing about his voice. It was full of elemental music, like water running over rock.
0: Secrets revealed, desires unveiled.
1: He smiled at her, pronounced the last word distinctly.
0: Temptation.
1: What are you talking about, she said, Tends to hit him if he took one step towards her. He didn't. His eyes were as innocently blue as Nordic fjords.
0: The game, of course. That's what you want, isn't it? Something very special.
1: Something very special. Exactly what she thought herself. I think she said slowly that I'd better...
0: We do have something like that in stock.
1: And that's when he brings out the white box. The box. Which is blank and Jenny feels mesmerized by it, but she can't really describe why. And then she goes on like a weird rant about how much she loves Tom.
0: Yeah, I think I think before when she saw Julian for the first time, that's when it mentioned like she'd forgotten all about yeah. Tom and why she was there. Yeah. Which I mean, Which
1: good 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 relationship with got the ninety
0: seven cover, I would say, yes, <laughs> I'd do the same.
1: And also the way that they've described Tom thus far, not very complimentary. Uh
0: no. He so far he sounds very boring, no personality, mm-hmm. kinda just meh, kinda there.
1: Right, and and so I don't, I don't even remember, honestly, how it came about, but suddenly she's like, my boyfriend Tom is just so great, and we've been in love since, like, seventh grade, and, like, uh, I just love him, okay? And he's like, okay. okay. Yeah,
0: we can see through you. Come on now, we can see.
1: She buys the game, and she leaves, and the thugs are still outside.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right, they are. They
1: were still there. So they start coming towards her, and she's like, I'm going to throw the box at him but then they take one look at the box, and they run. They just start running. So as a
0: reader, (laughs) we know something happened, but we don't know what happened.
1: Thugs are gone. Jenny's like, ah, weird day. I guess I'm just going to go home. So she does. They make mention of her ugly cat.
0: Cosette. Cosette. The ugliest cat in America. (laughs) I hope she shows up later. I hope she does. She probably doesn't. Let's have a story about the cat instead. Yes, I feel like cats in mystical worlds, they they have, you know, a purpose. They do. When Jenny goes inside, her friends are there, Audrey and Dee. In some ways I felt like they were kind of stereotypical sidekick friends, you know? Not crazy about Audrey. She's a little bit too um, she's like the fashion plate, you know. She's obviously traveled the world. She and, has. And yeah.
1: then Dee's like the uh athletic, athletic. spunky one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm I and they don't like more each with other. Dee. Yeah. They don't <laughs> like each other. Audrey's little talk about what men Want and how? Yes, Jenny, because Jenny wears a long skirt and she's right. like, "Oh, it's because Tom loves long skirts." And Audrey's like, "No, you got to keep men guessing." And I'm like, "Ooh, no, <laughs> I could not keep but a at friend the same around like time
1: that. At the same time, I don't necessarily agree with what Audrey's saying, but at the same time, Jenny's like, "Well, I'm going to do this because Tom likes it, and like, I'm going to put my hair up because Tom agreed, likes it. agreed." And, and I'm like, "Be your own woman, Jenny." Well, and I think that's what Audrey's trying to say.
0: Well. I don't know I felt like hers was more of like seduct like there was some kind of seduction involved in it but that was one of the interesting things about the book it's like when you first meet Jenny I got the sense that she was pretty independent but when she talks about Tom and when she's around Tom all of that just goes out the window and it's and honestly I don't see anything in his personality to (laughs) warrant that
1: well we haven't really met him yet we're into chapter three now and this is when all the friends start to come over come over and everyone's kind of mingling michael arrives and he's the nerdy teddy bear type okay and he's in love with audrey he he's he's there until something
0: else (laughs) better comes along yes
1: essentially and then we have zach who is jenny's cousin and he's a photographer and he's the artsy aloof type and then there's summer
0: summer don't I felt like I didn't really get to know much about her.
1: She's the ditzy blonde that's just, like, cute and fluffy.
0: Okay. I do remember that at some point, part of the reason why Jenny didn't get to plan all of this in... A good amount of time was because there was some kind of crisis with summer i can't remember what it was uh her dog died or something i don't yeah, remember yeah.
1: but see yeah, that it's a good thing you bring that up because they do make mention of jenny being like the friend that's there for everyone yes. like she's busy helping people out and that's yes. why she couldn't buy her game in time correct so, so correct. you you judged her at the beginning but it's because she's a good friend emma
0: Look. <laughs> sometimes you got to you got to make boundaries. You can't always be there for people. You will exhaust yourself if you try to be there for everyone.
1: And then Tom arrives. Good and old Tom. He's just an annoying bro.
0: <laughs> I tried not to go that route with him, but when she described his clothing, I'm like, "Oh God, that sounds like a that sounds like a bro See, outfit." It's not
1: even his clothes; it's just the whole way he's like. He's like, "Hey, babe," and like, I don't even think he calls her babe, but that's just like the
0: the, the feel that the you feel got. that
1: he gives off. He's yeah. just like, "Hey, is that present for me?" Uh. And you know, he's just. Ugh, he's just Tom. Maybe you should read some of his dialogue. I love that voice. Oh, no. Okay. Tom was on the doorstep. He looked good. Of course he always looked good to Jenny, but tonight he was especially handsome, really devilishly good looking, with dark brown hair, neat and short, and his smile faintly mocking. He wore simple clothes like other guys, but somehow he wore them differently. He could make a pair of basic jeans look as if they'd been tailored for him. Tonight he was wearing a teal t-shirt under a button-down shirt that was simply a beautiful blue, an intense color that reminded Jenny of something.
0: Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> we know she's thinking it, about other guys. It reminded you of guys. them eyes. It reminded you of those electric eyes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but honestly, I felt like teal shirt with a bright blue on top. Do, that do, yeah. That sounds It awful. didn't sound right to me. So Jenny
1: spends like the next hour feeling nervous about like the game box and uh, she's like, oh, I got to throw it away. But she never gets a chance to because she's running around doing things. And so eventually Tom finds the box and just starts opening it himself because he's just, you know, assumes it's for him because it's Tom. And to everyone's surprise, it's a Victorian paper doll house that you have to like cut out and put together. And that makes Jenny relieved because she's like, oh, it's not a game. It's just a toy. Everything's fine. It's just a toy.
0: Toys can't be evil. I'm surprised that <laughs> her group of friends are actually kind of interested in this no, game. No,
1: they are. And I had written down that they're strangely, into, strangely. It, into it. Which, I mean, we already see the kind of, like, pull that the game has had over over Jenny herself and over the thugs or whatever. So I'm sure that has something to do with it. True. But, You know, they describe kind of like why each friend is into it. You know, that Audrey likes that it's got authentic-looking furniture. And Summer thinks that the paper dolls are cute and that kind of thing. And then they have paper dolls that look like each other.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. They have
1: to draw their faces, right? Yep. So Dee opens it up and she tells everybody that there are paper dolls that are supposed to look like us. It says we each get a paper doll for a playing piece, and we draw our own face on it. And then we move the pieces through the house, trying to get to the turret at the top. And that's the game.
0: Uh, you said it was scary, Tom objected.
1: I didn't finish. It's a haunted house. You run into a different nightmare in every room while you're trying to get to the top, and you have to watch out for the Shadow Man. The what? Jenny says. The Shadow Man. He's like the Sandman, only he brings you nightmares. He's lurking around inside, and if he catches you, he'll... Well, listen, he'll bring to life your darkest fantasies and make you confess your most secret fears, she reads with obvious enjoyment. All
0: right, said Tom. Oh, geez, said Michael.
1: So that's kind of the game. But, like, in real life, I'm kind of like, how do you play this game? (laughs) Like, so so you find out that they have to draw their nightmares on little sheets of paper. Mm Mm-hmm and shuffle them around and put them in the house and then you move your paper doll from one side to the other but like in real life like what happens when you land on that that piece of paper you're just like yep that's my nightmare yeah and, and then you, you talk it, about you... it and then
0: it sounds like it would have to be a role playing game yeah, in real life It would and you have a dm to yeah, yeah, yeah. to kind of walk you through or it or
1: maybe it's like a lame like party game like this is to get our friends to open up about their greatest fears which sounds lame
0: i sorry <laughs> i would never I would never write down my nightmare because (laughs) if I've learned anything from movies, you do not expose what you are most afraid of because somebody's gonna use that against you. Mm. They're gonna use it against you. Well, we're, we're not given any kind of description what other nightmares, like no. what other people wrote down for their nightmares. No, this is a, this part
1: is from Jenny's perspective. And so she doesn't draw anything. And she goes into a really long, like, oh, my nightmare is real. It ha- actually happened to me. And I don't know why you couldn't have just made something up, girl. I'm just saying. But yeah. we get hints from everyone else's when they're like, oh, mine needs lots of green. That's true. Mine That's needs true.
0: black. Yeah. You know,
1: that kind of thing. I forgot and, about uh, that. Yeah, when you go back later, like, I know you haven't gotten all the way there, but you can go back later and kind of, like, be like, Match oh, I'm yeah, like, oh, that yeah. makes sense, yeah. that makes sense, yeah.
0: Do we also see the doll of the Shadow Man at this point?
1: Uh, we do. Jenny turns in her blank nightmare, and then they show the Shadow Man doll, which looks exactly like... Dun, dun, dun. The boy in the store. The
0: boy in the store.
1: To the surprise of no one. With the bright blue eyes. With the bright piercing <laughs> blue eyes. They also find the creeper and the lurker, which are like the snake and the wolf.
0: Yes. They're supposed to like, I don't know, make their journey harder. I don't, yeah, I don't know either. That, so on my cover, it shows a wolf and I was like, ooh, does? does he like, yeah. It does the
1: old one? Hang on.
0: And I was like, Nope oh, does he turn into a wolf? Because that would be really cool. But I'm assuming that's his, that's his little friend. His I little kind minion. of imagined
1: when they when they described it. It's so weird. I don't know why. But <laughs> I, when I read this and still when I read it, I don't know why, even though I know it's not true. I imagine them as being like anamorphic, like people wolf and person snake. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just imagine them being humanoids. Yeah kinds kind of makes them scarier. Yeah, really absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> chapter three ends when she sees the piercing blue eyes. We're back into chapter four now, and
0: Jenny's freaking out about it being the shadow man. Yes, and she can't share with anyone mm. that, actually, I met this person in a store in a wall. <laughs> so. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, if she told him that, they'd be like, so? <laughs> so, I mean, it's probably a good thing that she... That secret. doesn't say that. She makes like a really lame like Dungeons and Dragons reference which makes me realize right. that she nor the author have ever played Dungeons and Dragons
0: in their life. Well, it reminded me of and I have not seen this movie but it was I can't remember when it came out, but it had Tom Hanks in it. Mazes of Monsters. Yes. I've seen it many yes. times. Okay.
1: <laughs> yep. It's uh, it's another one where it's like, this this is what people like think a, D&D yeah. is like. It's like know. a PSA.
0: Don't get too involved in these games. Yeah. You'll die.
1: Yeah. So essentially, she her comment is that, oh, this guy's like really into Dungeons and Dragons, and so he made this game <laughs> about himself. And I'm like, yeah, D&D players don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> That's not a thing that happens. So then, they have to turn off the
0: lights and do the reading of the oath. Yes, the oath. This is when I would be running out the door. I'd be like, sorry
1: guys, gotta go home and feed my dog. Well, you're not wrong because Jenny wants to leave, but she can because Tom is interested oh, in it. Poor Tom. We need it dark, Dee told them, for this next part, the reading of the oath. She cut a glance at them and the whites of her eyes are shining like smoky pearls.
0: What oath, Michael said warily. The oath of the game, Tom said. His voice was sinister. It says here that we each have to swear that we're playing this game for our own free will, and that the game is real.
1: Tom turned the lid of the box for them to see. On the inside cover, above the printed instructions, was a large symbol, like a squared off and inverted U, two uneven horns of the letter pointing downward. It was deeply impressed in the cover and colored, as as well as Jenny could tell in the dim light, a rusty red. I will not ruin this party. I will not ruin this party, Jenny thought. I will not. Tom was reading from the instructions.
0: There is a shadow world like our own, but different. Existing alongside ours, but never touching. Some people call it the world of dreams, but it is as real as anything else. And then it says that entering the shadow world can be dangerous, so you play at your own risk.
1: He grinned around at the group.
0: Actually, it says that the game can be a hazard to your life. You have to swear you understand that.
1: I don't know if I like this anymore. Summer said, and that's, you know, I mean,
0: out the door, sorry guys, (laughs) happy birthday Tom. See you tomorrow at school or something.
1: As someone who doesn't really believe in the supernatural, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. I'd be like, D. She's she's just like, yeah, this sounds great.
0: No, this is like Ouija board crap. No, I no, get excited. Get out. You I get never, out. I've
1: never used a Ouija
0: board. Oh, I have, and it told me to kill myself. So I'm not. <laughs> Are
1: to... you sure the friend in the room with you didn't tell you to kill yourself?
0: <laughs> I was with my sisters. They would not make uh, something like that happen. <laughs> I bet you
1: they did. <laughs> I bet you they did. One of your sisters no, thought it would be hilarious. No,
0: I think we were talking to a spirit named Wolf. And, oh, I can't remember who asked the question, but it was kind of like, you know, what can we do to meet you or what, you know, I can't remember what the question was, but he did say, it said, uh, you have to kill yourself or you must kill yourself or something I like that. I am like, fascinated. No, out, gone. That thing was.
1: It was the. The creeper, the lurker. I know, right? <laughs> Which
0: one's the wolf? Oh, I don't Julian. know. Julian, oh my God! If you're gonna take me to Julian, yes. No, oh. no. Hmm. hmm.
1: I've never, yeah, I've never used a Ouija board. No. My it's mother wouldn't fine. let me because she believes in all that stuff, and she's she claims she can see ghosts and stuff. And don't <sighs> discount her. I'm not. I'm try. I try <laughs> not to, but like nothing's ever happened to me, and I've never had a supernatural experience, but. I'd be into this game because I like creepy shit.
0: Yes, you would be. Yeah, and I would be, be so out the it. door. I'd be like <laughs> running to get food or something. Like I'll bring back, back I'll bring back Frosties for everyone, but I'm not going to be a part of this. <laughs> and then you come back and we're gone. <laughs> it's like oh Never. my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so regardless of all all the people that are nervous, you know, Tom's into it, Dee's into it. I think only Summer and Jenny are kind of like, oh, I don't know about this. And Zach says nothing, you know, as usual. So they all end up swearing. Of course, Jenny makes like a comment where she's like, damn it, Tom, why don't you care how I feel? And I'm like, uh, because he's a crappy
0: boyfriend? Well, I felt like that was the first time where she kind yeah. of like questioned him. Yeah, but she didn't so question him it. out loud. No, she didn't. She's not going <laughs> to do that out loud. When they all do the
1: oath, I can't remember if it was Dee or Tom throws the box in the air and Jenny swears that she sees it flash. Oh, yes,
0: that's right.
1: Now, if you knew anything about the uh, mystical world at all, you would have known that symbol's a rune.
0: Yes. and I, I knew that. I meant to look up what that rune meant, but I forgot to.
1: I'm pretty sure the book gets into it, so I don't think you need to.
0: Okay. I, I had a set, and that set did not tell me to kill myself, so I didn't get rid of that set.
1: When I finished reading this book as a preteen, I guess I was a teenager, maybe, yeah, junior high, I got really into runes, and I so cool. I bought one to wear around my neck, oh and my I actually God. I have a, I have, uh, I'll have to see if I can find it, but my eighth grade school portrait, I'm wearing You're it. wearing
0: it. Yeah. Yes. So you can see so it. So goth.
1: I have no idea where that picture would be, my mom probably has it, but yeah, I was wearing it, and I, I did the uh, the o The R-looking one, which is supposed to have... I am going to prove that I know nothing about this stuff. Uh, I thought it had something to do with, like, luck in traveling or something like that. And so I thought it was, like, protective. I don't know. (laughs) I'm probably 100% wrong. I was in eighth grade. So, but yeah, this book got me into runes. Yeah. (laughs) So after the oath swearing, they start the game and there's cards that you have to turn over. So the cards just... Like they start turning over <laughs> cards and they're describing, you know, events that happen in the room. Like it starts out being like, you've gathered here to play the game, and each one of you has a secret you'd rather die than reveal. And I'm like, I, I. Can't think of, a, like, a thing I would d- rather die than reveal. But apparently these people have those They issues. all have it, as yeah. close
0: of friends as they are.
1: And so the more cards they turn over, it becomes more accurate to, like, what's happening around them.
0: Yes, at first they're kind of like, well, yeah, we've started the game. So, yeah. of course, we'd have that yeah. card. Then but
1: they then... mention, like, footsteps mm-hmm. on, on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there is no second floor. But then they hear the footsteps.
0: Yes, and it said something like, it sounded like children's footsteps on wooden floors, and that's another part where I'd be like, "Hell no, creepy, I'm out." Creepy kids. Creepy kids freak me out. Tom's I, like, "It's just squirrels, guys. Come course. on." Of course you. Of <laughs> course you would say that, Tom. Of course you would.
1: Everyone starts to get uneasy, but Tom's just like, yeah, whatever, bros." And then <laughs> it says that none
0: of the doors and windows will
1: open, mm-hmm. and Tom's like, "Come on, like I'll, it's just I'll prove a game. it. I'll
0: prove it to you." But ta da. None of the doors open. Even with his manly strength, nope. he cannot open the back door.
1: Nope. He's a failure of a man. <laughs> so the card says, You hear a clock strike nine. She and has
0: no clocks no in her house. No clocks that strike.
1: But we also failed to mention when uh, Jenny left the game store, he said what she thought sounded <gasps> like, See you later at nine. Like she said, See you later. And he goes, At nine. And she's like, At nine. And it's just like, no, that's not what he said. Yeah. yeah, But now it's nine o'clock. And here it comes. So as soon as the clock strikes nine, there's like a great burst of wind and they all pass out. And when they wake, they're inside the paper house.
0: Yeah. They all pretty much freak out at this yeah. point. Like, I mean, why where they? are they? Of course, where, there's people who are happened? like,
1: oh, this isn't real. Like, this is like virtual reality. And then Dee's like, uh-uh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. Her mom. Her <laughs> mom, mom was works in the computers. industry. Yeah.
1: I know everything about computers. <laughs> person that yeah, they don't have the technology to, and they didn't, yeah, and we still don't, yeah, but you know, definitely in 1994, they did not have the technology. Mm-hmm. And then you know who appears <laughs> this is when he tells them that his name is Julian,
0: yes, at least tell us what we're
1: doing here. Audrey said,
0: Playing the game,
1: they all stared at him.
0: You agreed to play, you read the rules
1: but playing what playing you mean don't talk to him about it mike tom interrupted we're not gonna play a stupid game he's so scared jenny thought but he still thinks this is all his fault but it isn't tom it isn't i mean the boy in black said to michael
0: that you all swore you were playing of your own free will and that you knew the game was real you invoked the rune urus
1: he sketched the shape in the air with his finger and inverted U. Jenny noticed that the snake tattoo she'd seen on his wrist in the store had vanished.
0: You pierced the veil between the worlds.
1: Audrey laughed, a sharp fall sound like glass shattering. Michael breathed. This is nuts! Dee's expression said that she agreed. What's a rune? Audrey opened her mouth, then shut it again tightly, shaking her head. Julian's lip quirked and he lowered his voice. It's magic, he said
0: a mystical letter from an ancient alphabet, in this case designed to let you walk between the worlds. If you don't understand it, you shouldn't be messing with it.
1: We didn't mean to mess with anything, Summer whispered. It's all a mistake. The fear in the room had heightened and Jenny could sense it like a yellow aura enveloping them all.
0: No mistake, you chose to play the game,
1: the boy said again.
0: Now you play until you win, or I do.
1: But why, Summer said, almost sobbing. What do you want from us? Julian smiled and then looked past her, past all of them, to the one person who hadn't said a word since since he'd entered the room, to Jenny.
0: Every game has a prize,
1: he said. Jenny met the impossibly blue eyes and she knew she'd been right. They stood for a moment looking at each other. Julian's smile deepened. Tom looked back and forth between them, understanding slowly dawn on his face.
0: Every game has a prize, the boy repeated, winner take all. No, Tom said and launched himself across the room.
1: And that was the end of chapter four.
0: So we find out what the prize is. Yeah, it's Jenny.
1: He's in love with her. How romantic. But see,
0: if he's a a being from a dark world, does he really know love? I want to (laughs) know what love is. There's just no way. He, that he wants knows.
1: her to show him.
0: No, no. I just I don't know. There's just no but way. But you that don't he knows. know anything about his world. That's true, but he's said but it's saying that he's that it's dark. He lives in the shadows.
1: So? <laughs> can a shadow man not need love too, Emma? He doesn't even know what it is. How do you know that?
0: He just doesn't. Okay? <laughs> he just doesn't. We'll see. We'll see though.
1: I mean, I don't know. I, if I were Jenny, I'd be like, mm, okay, let's try this yeah, out see where it goes. Yeah, give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, shot. as long as you don't murder me or my friends, I mean, <laughs> I guess we're okay. But that's the problem.
0: That it? is the problem.
1: At the end of chapter four, Tom is like, no, and he like leaps towards Julian, but, you know, of course he can't do anything. <laughs> he... Stops in his tracks, and he's, like, freaking out over something on the floor. That's right. I think it's probably something like, you know, snakes or rats or spiders, I don't know. Some Something on the ground that he's afraid of. Well, as Jenny is, you know, freaking out over Tom being a crazy person, everyone else disappears. And she is alone in the room with Julian. This is when, you know, he explains the game in further detail. Yes. Tells her that her friends are scattered about the house, and she's got to go find them and get to the top, just like the game the real game, yes. Um, and, and then, if they get there before the time limit, they can leave.
0: Right. It, very, very similar to labyrinth, where yeah. Jareth is explaining, you yeah. know, the whole make out of the maze yeah. and the whole turn All you back. Do is get there. Turn back, Sarah. <laughs> turn back before it's too late. He does do a turn back, but it's more
1: like, aren't you sure? You just don't want to like stay with me because you know, like I can make your life real swell. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm a magic person. I could like, you know,
0: give you anything you give want. Give you
1: anything you want. Yeah.
0: But not Tom. I no. mean, if she wants Tom, then no. Mm.
1: Although I don't know why she wants
0: Tom, but <laughs> but for some reason she does. So
1: she turns down Julian's offer. Yeah, you she know. sticks to her
0: guns. Yeah, and,
1: and she's like, no, I'm gonna play this game and I'm gonna win it.
0: And the and the door to the other world, to their world, closes. At dawn.
1: Yes, and And, so and when she
0: starts the game, it's 10 p.m. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So she's she's got some odd hours to get there. You know,
0: no big deal. She can make it. How big is this house, really? That's true.
1: (laughs) Well, she Jenny does, of course, ask Julian about Tom, and he says he's up in the attic, receiving his special attention.
0: (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is kind of (laughs) hilarious because the thought of Tom getting tortured or something makes me smile. Oh my god. (laughs) you do not like Tom you are not you are not team Tom I'm definitely not team Tom I'm pretty sure no one's team Tom uh there was probably somebody out there right okay
1: please let me know those of you that have read this book are there any team Toms out there any I bet you we can't find one
0: I think it's funny too that we actually have friends that are that are a couple named Jenny Jenny and and Tom Tom. (laughs) yeah they're nothing like this couple though no no I like I like our friend Tom
1: so, also, while Jenny and Julian are having this conversation, they he tells her about how he fell in love with her when he saw her long ago. And she, of course, is like, but how? But why? And
0: doesn't quite get it. So, so he's seen her since, like, how old was she? This is kind of creepy.
1: I mean, they don't say it. They just said, I saw you long ago.
0: Like, was she five? Was he creeping on her at five? I mean, it has to be. Pretty long. I
1: don't know. I mean, I can't reveal things yes, to you, yes, you but can. you can Sorry. ask questions. Yeah. You know. So one of my questions. Okay. Like, she how, wants to how know. long? She wants to you know been, if it's creepy. Love. Yeah.
0: How long have you been <laughs> peeping on this girl? How long?
1: He was just as much that much younger. Like, say it was. You know. Does he
0: age like she? No. He
1: yeah, age but like in that case, he's already infinitely older than her, <laughs> so it's already creepy. Because remember, she's a teenager now. She's
0: like sixteen. That's true. That's right. And he's probably like what four thousand years yeah. old. Yeah.
1: So does age even matter at that point? I guess
0: not. No. I mean, I guess it, if in his mind he was five when he first saw her at five, then that's <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> Jenny's being kind of naive about it, though. She's like, duh, why? But, like, why me? And, like, you know, he's just like, I don't know. I just saw you and I thought you were cool. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm into Your it brightness. Now. Yeah. Her,
0: her brightness yeah. shone throughout the world.
1: Yeah. And, you know, he lives in shadows, Emma. He needs that brightness. Does he? <laughs> Jenny is kind of like falling for his words a little bit until until he kind of ruins it all by being like, you might as well just give up because you're gonna anyway. And she's like, excuse me? <laughs> Ignites the fighting spirit. Yeah. <laughs> he could have had it. She was totally falling for it when he's like, "Jules, and like, let's go travel the world. And, and then he's like, I mean, cause I'm gonna win anyway. And then he, she's like, <laughs> no, uh-uh, no, I'll show you. <laughs> And that's when he kind of fights back and he's like, uh, just remember, uh, I'm the ruler here and I can hurt your friends. That's right. You know, and
0: I've given you an that's, option yeah. and you've shown that you're not going to take it. So yeah. let's play. She could have let Game, all her friends go yes. at
1: this point right now.
0: Yeah. Game on. Just
1: sacrifice yourself for all your friends. Game on. But no, she's like, no, nah, you know, you say one of them might die. OK, well, whatever. Let's go. But then he gives her a riddle. Yes, the riddle. <laughs> He's kind of like done with the conversation. He's like, well, it's time for you to play a game now. And he's like, by the way, I'm going to give you this riddle. If you give me the answer, then I'll let one of your friends go. I am just two and two. I am hot. I am cold. I am the parent of numbers that cannot be told. I'm a gift beyond measure, a matter of course. And I'm yielded with pleasure when taken by force. And she's like, "Uh, that tells me who you are? And he's like, no, that tells me what I want from you. Let me ask you, Emma. I know you already know the answer. Yes, I do know the answer. But did you try to figure it out? No.
0: I'm the type of person that does not have patience. I love riddles, I think, just because they're kind of like rhymes. But as far as figuring them out, I am too impatient. Um, All those Professor Layton games, I'm like, give me all the clues. (laughs) Right now, I just want to get through it. So I had no idea. And honestly, I didn't spend a lot of time on it.
1: I don't remember, honestly, if I tried when I was young. Probably not. Because I was just like speeding through the book at lightning speed. <laughs> so he disappears and she's by herself. And now she's got to figure out what to do. Yeah, exploring the house. Let's let's go. You know, she does immediately try to go look out the, the window yes. to see what's outside. And it, the way they described it reminded me like of Beetlejuice.
0: Yes, I could see that.
1: Remember when they look out the window and it's like desert sandworms or whatever? So it reminds me of this, like kind of of that, but Mm -hmm. like with lightning and stuff like
0: that. It made me think kind of of the Matrix too. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe that that makes more sense. Just because of the lightning part of it.
1: At the end of chapter five, she goes upstairs and she's in like an endless hallway. Mm Mm-hmm that looks like the Haunted Mansion Hallway.
0: In Disneyland specifically, which I've not been to I'm Disneyland, I not either, so. but
1: you know what? I just imagine it like Disney World. Yeah. She sees Dee in the distance who's wrestling with a door, and uh, when she goes up to help her, it's, she's like trying to keep it closed, and they close it, and she's like, what was in there, Dee? And Dee's like, "Oh, just a butt-ugly monster.
0: And those are the words she uses, yeah. butt-ugly but monster. But ugly monster, and then that's all. Yep. Yeah. That's it.
1: I'd be like- So I'm like,
0: wait. Yeah. Here's another point where I'm like, okay, can I have a little bit more backstory? I would have
1: asked her more questions.
0: Other than, I don't know, at this point I kind of felt like it was just some sort of action to kind of keep it going, to get it going. Yeah. Because I'm like, wait, what was the monster? Like, what has Dee been doing this whole time? Is the monster anything to do with her nightmare? Right. But you don't really go back no. to it. No, you she just... never
1: She never asks her any questions. She, yeah, like, oh. she never says like, oh, was that your nightmare? Like, none of that. She's just like, oh, a monster? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I think it was just like to offer up initial danger to be like oh this yeah. is really real yeah but yeah they they
0: never go, go back, back and
1: and spoiler alert they never see another
0: monster like that again really just that one just I the mean, initial like
1: i mean it's they never see anything else that's like unrelated to their nightmares okay so okay. it's it seems so it's really ra- it's really random it's and a warm-up okay yeah. All I right. guess. I, it was really yeah. an odd choice at this point. After they uh, basically greet and have, like, a little catch-up time, like, oh, yeah, dude dude, bro's in love with me. Oh, no, that's too bad. Uh, Well, now we got to do this thing. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So they see another door. Mm-hmm. And they open it, and that's the end of Chapter 5.
0: What did you think was going to be behind that door? I Honestly, <laughs> I had no idea. I'm like, is it going to be a monster? What we found was not what I thought, because... Like I said, you're not given any clues about what their nightmares are. And so, yeah, I guess when you open the door, I thought it was going to be like something hideous, grotesque, scary, horrifying. And that is not what you find.
1: No, at the beginning of chapter six, we open the door and what do we find?
0: Dee's bedroom.
1: Just her bedroom.
0: And she walks in like, hey, yep. yo, this is my bedroom. Yeah. Let me throw my junk everywhere.
1: <laughs> they, they, they mention her like flopping on the bed. Yeah. Like she's just like, That's
0: normal. Because they
1: go in and like nothing happens. And so they're like, well, what are we supposed to do now? Right. Because of course the door behind them disappears.
0: Yes. Because <laughs> so why they have would to, it? They have to stay in there and wait, which this is one of the things that I liked about Dee's character is that she's very, she's very straightforward and she seems to be adjusting to the weird reality better than Jenny. Like for her, she's like, Look, this is it. This yeah. is even if it's not real, it feels real and we have to adjust to our attitude about it and just get through it. Yeah. Which I'm all for that.
1: D's kind of my favorite character in this whole series because I just like her attitude towards things and she's not perfect, but you know. Oh, Team D.
0: I hope she doesn't die cuz usually the character that I like the most dies.
1: <laughs> Once again, I'm saying nothing. Okay. So, after a while, stuff starts to happen. Meanwhile, like while they're waiting around, Jenny keeps asking Dee what her nightmare is, and like Dee refuses to tell her for unknown reasons. Yeah, she's uh, very,
0: very reluctant to just and get I, to it,
1: which is stupid. Like, let your friend know what we're what you're about to experience.
0: Yeah, but that's this true. is the secret they'd
1: rather die than reveal.
0: But, but if yeah, if someone's gonna be in the room experiencing it yeah. with you, I'd be like, listen, over, bro. Yeah, get over your selfish, let me selfishness, <laughs> and be like, look. We're about to experience some really weird shit. So strap in. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Here we go.
1: Well, it turns out that her nightmare is aliens. And they get sucked up by a bright light outside the window of Dee's bedroom and taken up into an alien ship. Yeah. And I think the light causes them to pass out again. There's a lot of passing out. There
0: is a lot of passing out. (laughs) There is. And when she first talked about her nightmare, she said something about technology. She was scared of technology.
1: Yeah, she was having a conversation while they were waiting.
0: Yeah, because she's such a physical person mm-hmm. and technology is not, it's abstract and changing yeah. and So I guess in a way she did tell us what her nightmare was. A little was, bit, but sort of. I, when I was reading, I'm like, I don't know where this is going at all. And yeah. then when it then when it came out what it was, I'm like, Oh, okay, okay. By the way, D, aliens is
1: a normal fear that people have. It's not something you should like be rather die than reveal.
0: True. Well, it is, it i is, know people that are afraid of aliens yeah. it is not my nightmare no me neither um but i i understand why it was a topic in the book because in the 90s that was a huge yeah, thing you're right
1: i didn't even think about yeah, the that x
0: files you had fire yeah. in the sky yeah that creepy movie with christopher walken communion yeah i guess aliens was a thing but christopher walken's creepy on his own so as much as i love him no
1: yeah so, like he... what's
0: creepier aliens christopher walken
1: i think he might be an alien <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Maybe that's
0: where the creepiness
1: comes in. So get over it, Dee. Yeah, but... this, is, this
0: is where she freezes. Like, she doesn't, she, does. she can't fight this.
1: Well, they end up on medical tables in the alien's sterile, pristine lab. It's very stereotypical alien. Yeah. And they can't move. They have bright light shining on them from overhead, mm-hmm. and the aliens come in, and they look like very stereotypical aliens, you know, yes. like like grays. They look like the grays, and they do some experiments. They draw blood from D. They poke oh, yes. things. They poke and prod them for a little bit. They do somehow. Jenny notices, and I don't. You know what? I don't know that I would have ever noticed this, but somehow she notices that. The harder Dee fights,
0: the brighter her light gets, and the dimmer Jenny's Jenny's light gets. Right. And and that light is kind of keeping them on the table, keeping them immobile.
1: Head alien comes in.
0: Head alien. And guess what? Something's familiar about him. What is it, Emma?
1: It's his bright blue eyes. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) And so, of course, Jenny's like, oh, god, you again. But she manages, while they're, like, concentrating on Dee, to, like, rock herself off the table. But then she realizes, you know, she still can't really move. Right. She's going to, like, smash face first into the floor. But then... <laughs> ah, ah, someone doesn't let her fall. That's right. Someone doesn't let her get hurt. Head alien with the bright blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put her back on the table. And But now Jenny kind of knows what to do. Yeah.
0: At this point, like, they poke at him a bit more and then they just leave. Yeah, I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, it it wasn't an it wasn't a very active escape. It was I don't yeah. know, there's something passive Cause, about it. Yeah, like, cuz they left. Oh. So so it's almost like you have to just get through the nightmare. Yeah, you it's just not, have to you endure have to it. Fight it.
1: Yeah. I I feel like that is kind of what it's like. It's more like you have to endure it than to, you know, fight it. And so they did endure it. They sat there while they got poked and prodded and then eventually the aliens leave and Jenny's like, "Hey, the lights. We gotta like you know make sure our lights are dimmer and then rock ourselves off the table and somehow they manage it. And I it's cloudy. I don't remember like after they get off the table. I'm, I think I'm they can like suddenly too. they can move again. I don't yeah. remember really.
0: I'm I, trying to remember too. I'm like, did they fight <laughs> off the aliens? I don't think <laughs> it's they actually did. Re-
1: no, the aliens. They never fight the aliens. I think the aliens they like never come back. I think they might come back after they. After they get off the table, but by that point, there's like a door that's appeared, so they've already yes. kind of won it.
0: It looks like an airplane door. Yeah. That's
1: right. And when they open it, it's just open they air. They just leave. Yeah. They just fall. Woo. Well, they have to like jump out. Yeah. You know. So it's another fear within a fear.
0: Oh, skydiving. Inception. Of course,
1: Dee's is like, this is awesome. I've always wanted to go skydiving because Dee's the best. And Judy's like, ah. and they. Jump out and then they're in the hallway again. The end of chapter six, uh, they're in the hallway and they see Dee's scrap of paper on the floor, which is the drawing of her nightmare. Which I guess now that's the game piece that indicates that they have won one. that section. So hallelujah, one one down.
0: And it's said, and Jenny says that we we both did it by using our brains. Like, did you
1: though? I mean, she figured out the light. Yeah. Dee didn't really do anything. Yeah. Okay, so at the start of chapter seven, they're in the hallway and they decide to split up, which is the worst idea ever. I agree. In my notes, <laughs> I
0: wrote, uh no. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. You <laughs> why never would you split do that? up?
1: Yeah, because she she has to have her friends with her in order to escape with them.
0: Right. So if they're not together. The only the only reason why I thought, okay, why would they separate? I'm like, oh, they would separate because Jenny needs to be alone with Julian
1: again. Well, and that's
0: exactly and that's what, what happened.
1: How do you like the game so far?
0: The voice was like silk-wrapped steel. Jenny turned fast. Julian was leaning against the wall. He had changed his clothes again. He was wearing ordinary black jeans and a black t-shirt with the sleeves rolled up. Seeing him suddenly was like the first moment in the morning when the shower flicks on in a shock of cold awareness. Lame, by the way. <laughs> was it you? She said. In the ship up there? That would be telling. He said, but for an instant his eyelids drooped, heavy lashes coming down. "'Why didn't you let me fall?' "'Did you
1: know your eyes are as dark as cypress trees? "'That means you're unhappy. "'When you're happy, they get lighter. "'They
0: go all goldy-green.' "'How would you know? "'You've never seen me happy.' "'He gave her a laughing glance. "'Is that what you think? "'I'm a shadow man, Jenny.' "'While Jenny was trying to figure this out, "'he went right on.
1: "'Cypress eyes and sun-glowing skin, "'and your hair's
0: like liquid amber. "'Why do you wear it back like that?' "'Because Tom likes it,' Jenny said reflexively. "'Her standard response,' Look, what did you mean? He shook his head, clicking his tongue. May I? He said politely, straightening up. His tone was so normal, so solicitous, that Jenny nodded automatically. She was still intent on her question. What did you... No, don't. He had pulled the elastic band out of her ponytail. Jenny felt her hair fall about her neck, and then his fingers were in it.
1: Yep. That's Whoa. pretty romantic. Hot, hot Eighth and grade steamy. Allison was oh swooning. <laughs> swooning I was so into Julian I was into the whole thing I was into him being so like oh your hair is so beautiful and let me put my fingers through it
0: I know what color your eyes are yeah yeah hey that's some dedication I or obsession yeah as
1: an adult it's a little bit different looking back at it because I'm like if this happened in real life then clearly we'd be like skeeved out yeah but I mean YA is still like that Like, if you read young adult books now, girls like to read about the possessive, powerful man, but that's because we don't want that in real life. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: It's total fantasy. fantasy. Yes. It is total fantasy. But eighth grade Allison was on board. Yeah, I did want to point out she's thinking about the riddle again. And how in the hell can you remember a riddle? With all this for cra- Yeah, with all this crap going on. You I know, can barely I, remember people's names.
1: I didn't even think about that, but you're right. <laughs> like,
0: you know that you remember this word for word. How? <laughs> Maybe she she has excellent memory, I guess. I guess.
1: Because I would have forgotten it immediately mm-hmm. and been like, wait, what was, what what was that? Was what was it I again? Uh, but she, st- she was thinking about the riddle uh, before Julian came up on her, but she still hasn't solved it, so she's got that to think about. While Jenny's in the... Halloway with Julie and he tries once again to convince her to give it up and just stay with him. So he gives her another chance to save her friends, by the way. Yeah. Because the deal is you stay here, your friends go. Because he do not give a crap about them, you know. So she turns down another chance to save her friends. But she almost kisses him. That's right. Because he's like talking and being all smooth and she's like leaning mm-hmm. into him. Mm-hmm. And then she snaps out of it. You know, at the last second. At that point, she's first, I don't even know how, but somehow she comes to the realization that he, oh, I think she asks him. She says something like, why don't you just take me if you want me? And then somehow she realizes that he's unable to. She's yes. like, you can't, can you? You can't. And she's like, that's why you had to ask permission to touch my hair. And that's why you tried to make me kiss you. I don't know that I would
0: have jumped to that conclusion right away. Honestly, I don't know if I could have a clear head in any of this. <laughs> For real.
1: Yeah, she's she's uh, a lot stronger than I would be because she snaps out of kissing him or whatever. But she feels all, uh, you know, cocky and confident now. That she's like, ah, ha 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 You I've, can't touch me yes. unless I let you. Live. I
0: have the power. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and which makes him mad.
0: It does. That was a very risky thing to say.
1: <laughs> Super risky because then he uh, threatens Audrey, who's down the hall. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, down the hall. Yes. He's like, don't forget your friend's right over there. I could,
0: I could, do stuff to her, you <laughs> know. Right. This you is know. my world. Yeah.
1: As soon as she sees Audrey, Julian disappears, and she runs down to her. Um, they have the same like, oh, what have you been doing? Oh, nothing, just wandering around, you know. Yeah. You know, normal day. Yeah. Uh, conversation, and then they go find D, which luckily they were able to.
0: Yes. I would. Very have convenient. One of those. Conveniently written things where you're like, okay, would that really happen? But you know, you got to get them all together because they have to face the next nightmare. Of course,
1: Dee's waiting at a door. She found a door and she decided to wait there. Which, by the way, they never came to that agreement when they split up. That you know, oh, if you find a door, just wait and come back and get me. So like, they could have been going forever. That's true. This whole splitting up thing. Don't do it. Don't
0: do it, man. Don't do it. So they open the door. They're outside and they see like a a city or a village and yes. Yes, because we find out, I don't know if it's at this point, but Audrey's nightmare.
1: Well, you don't find out yet. You open the, you open, they open the door right. and
0: there's a, a forest. But when she talked about what she drew, it was, it was she... kind of like a toss away. Yeah, well,
1: she just drew a forest. She said that she grew up on all the, like, old fairy tales Mm because she, I guess, her family lived in Germany and her German nurse told her fairy tales that all took place in a forest, like, you know, Little Red Riding Hood and stuff like that. And so she was like, there's not a specific forest I was afraid of, just afraid of a forest. But they do mention that they're in the Black Forest, which is... Well,
0: so, okay, sorry. Um, What she, when they asked her what she drew she said i drew a picture of me opening the bloomies catalog and finding it blank
1: yeah because once that's again, my worst
0: nightmare yeah
1: they can't she can't be honest
0: i don't understand why but do nobody you think can that, tell you do you think that she really drew that no, but Julian actually knows her deepest No. One? You think she she drew I know she her did actual, because okay.
1: because if you go back to the crayon conversation, she needs more green. Yeah, she okay. she mentions like I need lots of green.
0: Okay. So yeah. she actually drew a picture of a forest. Yeah, she's just being She's just snarky, lying to her friend. Which is exactly cool. what Dee did.
1: Well, D, I don't think D lied. Deed was just like, "Oh, I don't know." And your
0: technology. The,
1: once again, why can't you just tell us what your damn nightmare is so we know? What we're gonna we know find what we out. Do, okay? Yeah.
0: It's <laughs> just so yeah. stupid. It's not gonna be Bloomie's catalog, whatever no. that is.
1: So frustrating. For us. I mean, come on, <laughs> Emma. If we're ever in this situation, I'll tell you what my nightmare is. God, I don't even know what mine. Is. I actually don't either. Yeah. We could. T- I want to talk about that at the okay. end. Okay. So they're in a forest. Um, Audrey tells the story about the Black Forest, which is like you know the famous forest that has all all the scary stories come from. The or grim whatever. fairy
0: tales, Snow White, Hans- yep. Hansel and Gretel. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: apparently, you know, girls went missing in the forest and yeah. stuff like that. All kinds of cre- creepy tales. They find a campfire full of dudes, and just you know decide to join them for for reasons
0: so I unknown. Mean, what else are you going to do? It's, it's pretty I mean, much like they found out so far. Well, you got to lay on the table of aliens and you got to just get through it. I mean, so.
1: you know, it makes sense, but they never actually comment on that. They're never just like, oh, I don't I don't trust these dudes, but I feel like this is what we, we have, have to, to do. do. Yeah. They don't ever like make it clear that they're that they're aware that they just have to push forward. They're just like, well, dudes,
0: let, let's, let's go. Yeah, let's see what's going on. Let's yeah, see what's going to happen next?
1: Well, it turns out those dudes um, are, I don't know, sacrificing them to some forest god or something. <laughs> yes,
0: they're sacrificing them to Ostara. The uh, goddess the, of spring. Yes, That's where we get Easter. I'm so,
1: pretty sure Ostara didn't want human sacrifices, but what do I know? Uh, I I'm Now not, I kind go look certain. that up. I'm not certain. I'm not but certain either. I
0: did see that... that so she mentioned in the forest, this is where our fairy tales come from, um, the Grimm brothers. Uh, and looking up Ostara, that is something that Jacob Grimm, the oldest brother, wrote about in the Deutsch, is that how you pronounce that word? Deutsch mythology? Deutsch, sure, Deutsch? sure. I don't know. So I thought that was interesting that the author kind of includes, like, you know, a little bit of background on that stuff. I mean, I think but, she did some research yeah, on she her did. stuff. Like she did.
1: She, she did research on this, and I feel like she did a lot of research on the runes and stuff. Is she yes. definitely... Uh, can back up her mythology. Absolutely she yes. can. Absolutely. Good job, LJ
0: Smith. Um but I didn't know that this was gonna be a sacrifice type thing, right up until the point where Audrey says it's a ceremony to greet the spring. And that's yeah. when I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. No wonder they're so happy to see you. Yeah. You're the sacrifice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. They're swallowed into the ground. And mm-hmm. that's the end of chapter seven.
0: That's right. And Jenny tried to turn but her capizio flats slithered on the dust and grit and she felt herself falling what are capizio flats i don't know hang on it's this, time for google and this is the second time that the author has referenced her her footwear that's so weird and the first one was like trick shoes Trayton i don't know they looked kind of like I sneaker I loafer noticed I, you know it's one of those things like i i understand it's kind of like part of the world building aspect but when you get that specific and you're reading something that's you know, from a particular that's, era. You're you're not in the context. To be perfectly
1: of it. honest, I've noticed I think I think they're just like ballet type shoes, is what okay. I can find out.
0: Oh that's pretty cute. Yeah,
1: they're just flats with like the little bow on them. Yeah. A lot of these old books from this era, they spend a lot of time describing clothes, and especially like the old R.L. Stein and Christopher Pike books that I loved as a kid, which we're definitely gonna read some of those, but they always talk about their clothes, and when I read them back now, I'm just like, ugh, oh. what are they wearing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I barely noticed in here, but I guess, I guess
0: you noticed. I noticed. I, those, I guess it wasn't as obvious to me. Yeah, those little details, like I said, they're essential to building a world, but if you Are you're, they though doing know think what kind so. of shoes she's wearing? I think so. I mean, it's it's another point where it kind of pulls you in like, okay, yes, this is, this is something that's around, but if it's not part of your world, it can take you out of the story. I'm like, what the hell are Capizio flats? Well now I have to go Google that. Well, you to know they're flats, the... so I guess that But why? They I mean, just the is is even, couldn't just said ballet flats. It's even have... capitalized. The C in Capizio is capitalized. So I guess that's a, a big
1: thing. Yeah. It must have been a thing in the 94. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I had never heard of them. Yeah. I certainly didn't own any. At the beginning of chapter eight, they've fallen through the hole
0: and they're underground and they're surrounded by creatures. Yes. Um this is This is a pretty legit nightmare for me. I mean, not that I've had this specific one before. (laughs) But if I were in this, uh, I would probably shut down. I don't know if I could pick myself up. I mean, they're these weird animal abomination zombie type They're supposed to be dark elves is what Audrey says they
1: are. But they're not what I thought dark elves would look like.
0: I thought they would look like Lee pace and like beautiful beings that maybe just had, <laughs> you know, dark luminescent skin or something. But these Well, are like, I
1: imagine something similar, but because I think of dark elves in the D and D universe, which they're just they are like Lee Pace, but they have dark skin. Yeah. You know. That sounds great. But no, on this they're like deformed.
0: Yeah. They have animal hooves, yeah, Rat tails and rat. Tails yeah, and the rat tail. yeah, they're gross. They are not <laughs> sexy
1: elves. These are not sexy elves. Like <laughs> not, not even a little bit.
0: So, basically, they find out
1: that the uh, elves are taking them to see the Earl King. The Earl King. Which, you know, is the king of the elves, I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Jenny imagines him being super grotesque. Right. Because, of course, he would be if all of these are grotesque and the
0: king's got to be he even really, grosser. Yeah, he's got to have, like, rat body and, yeah. like, bird head.
1: <laughs> Somehow, uh, even though they're all getting ushered, Jenny finds herself alone again. Hmm, and she wait, wait she's alone she's alone again and and she find out she's in the Earl King's uh chambers room, chambers yeah, yes. and um guess who's the Earl King <laughs> somebody familiar and let me tell you they describe his clothes as being like wearing like white leather and I imagine that outfit that Jareth is wearing at the end of the
0: labyrinth oh yes the white one yes I,
1: that is exactly what I picture when I think That's, of this scene can
0: that be like his, his wedding garb yeah yeah, let's go ahead. Get married. Come yeah. on now. I mean, they're in a pretty room. Why not? And he doesn't look deformed, by the way. He just looks like him. No,
1: he's still in a, hot. In a cool white leather outfit mm-hmm. that I think looks like Jareth.
0: What number encounter is this with them? Is it their third?
1: Their third alone encounter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you if you don't count the first, first one in the, yeah, game, first in the game. In, in the game. In like the game, this third. is their third.
0: So this is their third day. Yeah.
1: So it's going real fast. Yeah. I I don't remember it moving so fast when I was young. Oh, I forgot, before the Earl King comes in, Jenny spends more time thinking about the riddle and she figures it out.
0: Yes, she does. She remembers that riddle and figures it out.
1: What's the answer, Emma?
0: It's a kiss.
1: Well, when he arrives, she is really cocky and she's like, ha ha. Guess what? I guessed your riddle. I'm smarter than you. Mm-hmm. And she gives him the answer. Well, she tells him the answer. And she's like, so one of my friends is gonna get to go free now. And he's like, nah, you gotta give it to yeah. me. Uh, uh,
0: uh. I said you have to give me the answer, which means give, me, give a me a kiss. Give me a kiss.
1: Emma, would you do it to save a friend?
0: Yes, yes I would. Me I mean, too. It's just, it's just you're a, already, a kiss. You're she's not asking kind of, for sex. Right, you're already kind of interested in him. Yeah. It's just a kiss. I mean, but... You know
1: he can't, like, cop a feel.
0: Right. So just kiss him on the lips and then nice peck and then there you go. But, (laughs) but, I mean, he doesn't necessarily, I feel like he doesn't necessarily play fair. And I'm wondering, like, okay, if you kiss him, is he going to, like, suck part of your soul out? Or
1: Well, okay, she doesn't know that, but if she really loved Tom, because of she starts by being like, of course I'm going to let Tom go. I mean, my friends will understand. It's got to be Tom. It's got to be Tom. Uh, And she also already knows that Julian's giving Tom his special attention. So Mm -hmm. I would just be like, dude, it is worth the risk. Yeah. It is worth the risk to just give him a peck.
0: And And you know what? He doesn't say it
1: has to be on the lips. Kiss him on his hand. That's true. Why can't she play this game? That's true. I'll give you a kiss on your hand. Ha,
0: you didn't, didn't say. say it
1: had to be anywhere else. Exactly. And by the way, let Tom go.
0: Yeah, I don't. She didn't I'm even just, try it. She didn't even consider it. No, she didn't. It's,
1: it's, it's funny the way she brushes it off like it's not even an option.
0: Yeah. She's just like, oh, you, and then that's it. Well, I think, I guess it's kind of just based on the fact that she can't trust him. He still tries to trick her every single time he tries to trick her. So she can't trust him. So even if he says that he's going to let one of her friends go, like, is he going to though? I'm because just saying there. It's worth. It's worth the risk. She just doesn't want to give in to him. That's yeah. it. Point blank, doesn't want so to give in. So it's like him. a
1: pride thing. I
0: think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh.
1: Get over your pride. <laughs> After she gets real mad at Julian for tricking tricking her uh he offers her a silver rose as a peace offering Mm -hmm. um and she's like oh it's so beautiful and she starts like rubbing it against her face
0: (laughs) i love this part i love this part
1: (laughs) (laughs) obviously it doesn't just apply the touch rule doesn't just apply to him physically touching her she when she touches anything he gives her he
0: can also now stroke her her cheek. cheek so she's she's pissed yes that's see, That's tricky.
1: It is tricky. You cannot trust him. And it's also funny because he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I tricked you. Here's a peace offering. <laughs> I just tricked you again." Yeah. That's right. So we get a little bit more information about Julian and how he came to meet Jenny, how he fell in love with her. Have you ever wondered why you can go into dangerous places without getting hurt?
0: He said abruptly.
1: Why the stray animals you pick up never bite you? Why you don't get mugged or worse when you wander around bad parts of town at night?
0: I just wanna make a note here. I guess that's why Cosette. Cosette! (laughs) The ugliest cat in America. So
1: what we're hearing is Cosette doesn't really love you, Jenny.
0: That's right, it's just Julian. People were always yelling at Jenny for exactly the things he was talking about. She herself had never given it much thought, but now a wild suspicion was rising in her mind. No, she said, no, I haven't. His eyes remained on hers. I've been looking after you, Jenny, watching over you. No one can touch you, no one but me. That's impossible, it came out in a whisper. You, I've done those things all my life. Her sentences were coming untangled. And I couldn't have been watching you that long, but I have, I've always loved you, Jenny. The power of his gaze was frightening. Jenny was confused by her own emotions. She knew she should feel only anger towards him, but by now she had to admit that part of her was fascinated by him. He was a prince of darkness who had chosen her. She turned and walked away from him, trying to gather herself. I've never been
1: in love before,
0: Julian said.
1: You're my first and you'll be my only.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> Were you so, just like jumping out of your skin as an Of course
1: Of course I was. I was obsessed. But you get your answers now about, like, how long he was watching her and whether or not he's been in love before.
0: Which he hasn't. He hasn't, and for her whole life. So if he hasn't been in love before.
1: Well, after this uh, touching scene with Julian, Jenny hears her friend screaming, and she bolts out of the room. This, once again, like, much like the alien scene, the action here is really muddled and cloudy. Yes. And, but... One major difference is that they they find a door. Uh, I don't remember who found it. Audrey's like freaking out. She's having a meltdown, not moving. Yeah. Dee has taken charge. Yes, and they find a door, and Dee's basically like, "I'm gonna fight them off. You guys run for the door." That's right. So she's sacrificing herself Mm -hmm. for them. Audrey can't really function, so Jenny has to, like, drag her. And Jenny hesitates. She's like, I don't want to leave you, Dee. But, you know, Dee's like,
0: nah, bro, go. Yeah, this is the only way. You got to do it.
1: Because otherwise they wouldn't be able to get out the door because all the dark elves are swarming. So they exit, and Dee doesn't come out of the door for several minutes. But the door doesn't disappear. Audrey's crying, and we get a moment of, like oh my God, it's all my fault. I'm a terrible person. Mm -hmm. Kind of like guilt from her. D comes out Yes. and she's
0: okay. Yes. The door flew open. She charges through and says, that was close, but I've been dying for a fight and it was a good one. D is the best. Yeah. And then the chapter ends when the clock strikes 12. That's right. So we've been through two nightmares. Yep. Two hours. Okay. Now I don't know about you, but have you ever had recurring nightmares?
1: If I have to think about it this long, then... <laughs> no? 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 Well, God, this isn't really a nightmare, but occasionally I... the And this is, like, a I guess a recent thing within the past, like, 10 years since I graduated college. But... Oh, God, I'm so old. But uh, I have... Sometimes I'll wake up and think that a project is due yes. that I didn't do, yeah. and I'm like, I haven't been in college for ten years. Yeah. Why am I still having
0: this? That that is a common thing too, where it's like I'll have dreams where apparently it's been the whole semester, and I'm and I've like I have a test in a math class, and I haven't been there the whole semester. Yeah. I'm like, why haven't I gone? Why is it just now that I remember? Yes, I have the same kind of thing. I pre- I don't really know
1: that that counts as a recurring well,
0: nightmare. One of my, so this is just a point as far as like, okay, how is it that they they still kind of passively get out of these things? One of my recurring nightmares, it was, it's set in my grandmother's house in middle Georgia. There are wolves running up the hill towards me and I have to get into the house. And so over and over again, I would get into the house running from them and I would shut the door, but they'd still be outside. And then... It would be ends. nothing. The dream would end. And I would have that over and over and over again. And I'm telling you, the only reason why that nightmare went away is one time I let the door I opened the door and let the wolves in. And then they just turned into my cousins, and then it was like we were sitting at the table <laughs> eating. But it was like, you know, you're there's still like this activeness yeah. with it. You make a choice. Yeah, but, but there is like they
1: don't really make a choice. They it's just go through it. Yeah. It yeah. seems like everything is out of their hands. Yeah. They went in there, they get surrounded by elves that aren't are they
0: even doing anything? To I them? don't. I don't know. I, uh, they're just chanting, right? Are they chanting? I, I'm, Pro- yeah, they're not maybe. even prodding them. I don't feel like. I don't think they were touching them or anything. Yeah. I don't know, but like Audrey's just
1: like cowering in a corner. I feel like it could be improved with a little bit more fighting back, or yeah. or a little bit more puzzling, right? To yes. get out, I think. Yes. I think it would be a lot more exciting if
0: the. Uh, dreams were like a puzzle maybe that's just because i'm a gamer and i want to well one of I the things, puzzle. <laughs> one of the things that it kind of reminded me of too of course in the 90s they didn't have these but like escape rooms yeah it made me think of escape rooms and I yeah was like,
1: having to figure out how to get yeah, out but like, they don't have to do
0: that no they just they wait around till the door appears but then i also thought it'd be really cool if some escape rooms would have a romantic element where how would they do that you have to have an actor and granted okay maybe it can't be something that happens all the time maybe it's a limited edition pop-up type of escape room where you have an actor and like you know you have to reserve the room so somebody i mean going into it you know that there's going to be a romance so somebody volunteers themselves as tribute i'll be jenny and they go in and you get to be romance. and we'd
1: all fight over being jenny i'm jenny no i'm jenny
0: (laughs) uh i think that'd be so cool Get on that then. Million dollar idea. Do do not steal. Yeah, yeah. sorry guys. That's mine. (laughs) I won't do anything with it, but.
1: (laughs) Predictions? Yeah,
0: what are your predictions? I have no idea. I mean, we've got to get through the other people. Well, let's talk
1: about who's left.
0: Michael. Michael. Zach. Zach, Summer. Summer and Tom. Tom. Okay, so we've only got four.
1: What kind of nightmares do you think they would have?
0: (sighs) Tom's probably really boring. Gosh, I really don't know. Because I wasn't expecting either one of the ones that we've seen so far um, yeah other
1: than like the the,
0: and I feel like I don't, other than
1: the crayons they don't really give you no. any kind of clues and
0: I feel like I don't I mean you're not even really given a strong sense of their characters to begin with so I can't even make any kind of like well Michael's da 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 they're so all kind of
1: caricatures be. in a way like okay you know.
0: something typical clowns are we going to see some clowns Maybe summer. I could see summer being afraid of (laughs) (laughs) clowns.
1: You would think with uh, how they describe summer that hers would be something really stereotypical.
0: Oh, but it's not? I haven't said that. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I wonder if somebody has like a school, a school nightmare, something set in a school. But either way, it's going to be that they just have to sit in the room long enough (laughs) and find a door. You just got to find that door, which I guess that can apply to life, guys. You're in a tough situation, find a door.
1: (laughs) That is deep.
0: <laughs> Not really, but that's Put okay. Put that on a mug. Put that on a t-shirt, find a door.
1: <laughs> well, that was the first half of the Forbidden Game. Next podcast,
0: we're going to do the last of it and, last get, of and see how it ends. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. You want her to be with Julian? Uh, of course. <laughs> of course I do. Actually, maybe I want her to be by herself. I want her to break up with Tom because, honestly, I don't know what he's doing for her. I really don't. Nothing. Um, nothing. Nothing. That guy's going to her. He doesn't make her a better person. No, he doesn't. No. He doesn't. He's not challenging. He's just kind of boring. But I'm hoping, yeah, it'd be, you know, part of me wants her to be on her own. Like, yes, I don't need any man. I, I'm independent. I'm awesome. I can get through this. But another part of me wants her to be with Julian and be Princess of Darkness forever. But we
1: know that in any, just like Labyrinth, just yes. like the Phantom of the Opera, you know, the the Prince of Darkness does things that are beyond repair and you have to wonder, like, how can he redeem himself right. in order to make himself the one we want to be with?
0: Yeah. Generally they can't, but we'll see. Maybe it's different.
1: I mean, Phantom of the Opera was murdering people left and right. Julian hadn't murdered anyone. Yet. Yeah.
0: Jareth. Well, he just tricked her a lot, I think, right?
1: Yeah. I well, I mean, stole mean, babies. Yeah,
0: her, her. Yeah, that's true. Oh, stealing babies—that's a hard one to get back from. I mean, so is murdering people, of course. But too. he didn't
1: actually really steal
0: them; they were offered up. That's right. She asked. She's him. He's not doing he anything. He's doing her a He's favor. He's doing nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really nice of them. Why of didn't him. she want to
1: be with him? I mean, he never really—well, he offered it at the very end, but he offered it in a kind of a, a fucked-up way. He said. What did he say? Uh, Love me, do as I ask, and I'll be your slave. And I'm like, wait, if I do as you ask, how are you my slave? slave. That doesn't doesn't make make sense. sense." Yeah. Um, But that's the only time he actually just like says that. Yeah, that's true. Every other time he's just like,
0: oh. You gotta get through my labyrinth. Yep, have fun. Time's running out. I'll put you in dangerous situations, but I won't kill you. Yeah. Nobody got hurt. No, nobody did. Mm -mm. But will they get hurt in the forbidden game?
1: I guess that's for us to find out next week. If you want to read along, start now. Yes, please do. Peace out. Bye. To learn more about us and see what we're going to read next, visit our website at growingupbookish.com.